1: No clue what the future holds for Twitter. If you do, good on ya. I don't know if anybody really does. It seems to me... um at this point in time, Elon Musk is hell-bent on making sure that everybody is mad about Twitter. The advertisers have left. Uh, they have no idea what's going on, so a lot of them have said, whoa, we're going to take a step back here. Uh, a lot of users are bailing, a lot of them. It's kind of interesting. They don't know where it's going. And then it was announced yesterday that with this new verification program, uh, you know, if you're not verified, you're going to be sort of stuck into something he like into your gmail spam folder like you you'll only be seeing the tweets from people who are paying to be on there a bunch of people were angry about that i mean and, and then staff employees found out this morning that the work from home um principle that twitter had put in place permanently uh, if you wanted to work from home that was something you could do he got rid of that effective immediately a minimum 40 hours of work per week in the office, no working from home anymore. So, I mean, the list goes on. He fired half the staff, too, <laughs> tried to hire a bunch back, uh, a bunch of the senior people that were still left, quit today. It's chaos. It's complete and utter chaos. Uh, I don't know if there's any coming back at this point, but certainly not what a lot of people anticipated with Twitter. And if you're looking for a new home, and a lot of people are, um, Mastodon, it seems to be it's a lot of people talking about Mastodon. I'll be completely honest. I'd never heard of it before this week. I, I don't know what it is, but they have picked up a, a whole lot of people, several hundred thousand new users this week as people look for a new social media platform. So let's find out what it is and why it just might be uh, what a lot of us have been looking for when it comes to social media. And to help us with that, we have Robert Gale joining us, who is the Ontario Research Chair of Digital Governance for Social Justice at York University. Uh, Robert, thank you for joining us. I appreciate your time. Oh,
0: yeah. Thanks for inviting
1: me, on, Jay. Okay. So first of all, I, I've never been on Mastodon. Like I said, I, I don't think I even heard of it prior to this week. So so what is Mastodon? Is it, is it just like Twitter? Is it different? What What, what is Mastodon?
0: Uh, Mastodon is free and open source software that you could take and I could take and we can install on our own computer server and set up our own social media system. And then we can invite our friends to join our server. But the cool thing about Mastodon is our, my server, your server could actually connect to each other. Okay. So my friends could connect to yours. And from there you build a very big network. Uh, that's called the Fediverse. The Fediverse. That's right. Yeah. The Fediverse is a collection of all these different little servers. You know, maybe I'm running one, maybe you're running one, and they can connect to each other. And it's not just Twitter-like functionality, but there's other cool stuff happening like PeerTube, which is kind of like a YouTube replacement, and and PixelFed, which is kind of like Instagram. And all those things can talk to each other. So it's a little bit like if you could send out a tweet and have somebody on Facebook see your tweet. It's a lot Mm -hmm. like that. Okay, so it's not
1: it's not a singular platform like we think of Facebook or Twitter or Instagram. It's sort of an amalgamation of all of them and you can link up with who you want to link up with.
0: Exactly. Yeah. And that that obviously can be a bit of a barrier for entry because we're so used to going to, you know, twitter.com and signing up yeah, for central yeah. place. And then we're and sort that, of that that can be confusing.
1: Go ahead. And then we're sort of at the mercy of these massive giant social media platforms. It sounds like these ones give the users a little more control.
0: Yeah, the way I like to think about it, I think I think it is a lot more democratic because I'm on a relatively small server and I know the administrator. If I have a problem, I can go right to that person and say, here's what's going on. Imagine you can't do that on Twitter. No, You can't do that on Facebook.
1: Um, I think part of the, the the worry here is when you get into a situation like that, and and we, I mean, it's not to say that Facebook and Twitter are the only ones, but it seems like when there's spinoffs, when there's we don't like Facebook and Twitter, and we're going to start something different, they often end up being really awful. Like the worst of Twitter ends up on there. I'm thinking yeah. about like you know this like Parler or Gab or True Social or whatever. Does that happen with with Mastodon? Do they become the home for the people that can't stay on Twitter because people kick them off?
0: Well, yeah, that's that's the struggle happening right now. So each server sets up their own codes of conduct. And the culture on Mastodon is have a code of conduct that includes things like no fascism, no transphobia, no racism. And from there, people connect to each other through that technical level, but also socially, right? If if you're running a server and I don't agree with your politics, I don't have to connect to your server. But mm-hmm. what we're seeing is this emergence of very progressive servers linking up to to each other. But The point you're making is that there's no technical barrier for some pretty awful sites to be set up to. And in fact, that has happened. What happens with something like, say, Gab, which is a a very fascist social media site, though, is that was marginalized by the rest of the Fediverse because of its politics.
1: I see. Okay, so you have to actively seek it out then, which I guess is is sort of a barrier in its own way.
0: Yeah, yeah. Gab was initially trying to create this federation of right-wing sites, and they failed because the rest of the Fediverse, the rest of the Mastodon servers and Activity Pub and all these folks basically used the tools to block them, and those tools are built into the software. Gotcha.
1: Okay. Um, What about the fact that we know we're sort of at the mercy of the platform in a lot of cases? Maybe not Twitter quite as much, but to an extent. But certainly with Facebook and things like that, it's the algorithm. They're 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 making us see what they want us to see. We're being manipulated when we're on these platforms. Does the same thing happen on Mastodon, or is it a little less?
0: It does not happen. Uh, There is no algorithm shaping what you see. You shape what you see by following people. The downside for anybody considering signing up right now, if they hear me talking, is that when you first join, you see nothing. Right. Because it's not suggesting follow these celebrities or what have you. You have to actively go and follow people. But once you do, you're shaping the things you want to see. How do you know what like I, I mean that part of the great as awful as Twitter
1: might be in a lot of ways it's also fantastic in terms of there's a million different news agencies that I follow there's mm-hmm. sports people that I mean how do you know what to seek out on Mastodon if it if it's if it's federations or if it's groups of people rather than just oh I'd like to
0: follow global news Well you can search for things there are search features and I follow a variety of news sources Okay, and increasingly okay. journalists are joining there are yeah, uh, journalist-centric uh, servers being set up right now. And that's really, you know, in the past couple of weeks, it really feels like a, a sea change on
1: Mastodon right now. Oh, no question about it. What does that mean for the future of Mastodon, do you think? It, because it's become such a prominent talking point right now, and as you say, a lot of people flocking to it, can it maintain that sort of different model that it has? I mean, some point when it gets big... Uh, there's money involved. Do you think it can maintain sort of this, as you say, democratic grassroots approach it has?
0: It can, but there is a lot. there are a lot of obstacles and dangers down the road. Um, most of the servers, the administrators want to keep their servers small, and that's because moderation is much better at a smaller scale. One of the problems we have with Twitter and Facebook and Instagram is that they're trying to moderate at a global, massive, you know, millions and billions level. And that just not, does not work. Moderation doesn't scale. So a lot of the Mastodon and other Fediverse servers are trying to stay small. That said, this pa- these past couple of weeks, with people trying to leave Twitter in such large numbers, there's a lot of pressure on the whole network. Some of the servers have even said, we're not going to sign up new members. And I can imagine a situation where some company comes in and says, okay, we'll set up a very large Mastodon server. Everyone come to us. And then they may gain a lot of power in the network. That could happen. It's happened with email. If you think about the power of something like Gmail or Microsoft Outlook.
1: Okay, Hi. and do you anticipate that more and more people will continue to flock to Mastodon? It certainly seems like it.
0: You know, every day I think it's going to taper off, and then I hear news like what you just started out with with the, yeah, at the beginning of the segment: people it just resigning. Gets more chaotic. Um, And I've seen these waves come and go, but this is most definitely the biggest wave. And right now, I I don't know when it's going to end. It will ebb at some point. We'll kind of move on. But uh, I think Mastodon will keep growing and chugging along. All right. It'll
1: be interesting to see. Thanks very much, Robert. I really appreciate you giving us some insight as to what it's all about.